Thank you, Lord. Why don't we give the Lord a clap? Well, I'm put my glasses on. Tonight I want to speak about um, what's beyond the storm. What's beyond the storm? I love that song this morning about Jesus is still Lord in the storm. That's a great song. But I want to talk this morning about what's beyond the storm. And you know, everyone here will have desires and will have dreams about what they want to do in life and, and uh, God would have planted things in their heart about what they're going to do. And, and I believe everyone, the heart of everyone wants to, um, wants to have greatness around their life. The heart of everyone wants to be known for doing something. No one wants to be a failure. No one wants to just drop out and do nothing. In the heart of everyone, they, they want to be known for something good. They want to achieve something in their life, and that's God's heart as well. But the reality is there's a price to pay. There's always a price to pay for greatness. And uh, you know, I was listening to Inga when he was talking about you know, follow your dreams and and, uh, and we've got two great speakers next week, but you know what? They may share it next week or they may not, but I would guarantee both of those guys have been through storms. They've got greatness on their life, but they've got to where they've got because I've gone through storms and I've gone through trials. And, uh, I mean, uh, I've heard snippets from Mayan of just some of the things that he's gone through to break through into where he is now. And, you know, the Bible is full of, uh, the Bible is full of men and women that have gone through hardship, gone through injustices, gone through rejections, but have come out the other end uh, 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 victorious. I've come out the other end as champions. I mean, you think of Joseph, who, uh, who, who had that great dream from God, and you know, he was going to be ruling and reigning, and the next minute he's in the pit, next minute he's, he's in a jail for years and years and years and years, and, 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 uh, and, and through a tremendous storm, but he came out through the other end and began to rule all over Egypt, and became a champion for God. You know, you look at King David, who, who was anointed uh, by Samuel to be the king, and, he, and then they went from victory to victory, and then he, then he defeated Goliath, and the next minute he's at the king's table, and he would have thought he was just about there, and then all of a sudden, a massive storm came around his life, and he was exiled for something like 14 years out there. But, you know, he kept his heart right with God, and God restored him to that place of the throne, and he's known now as one of the greatest kings in the Bible. And so he was, became a champion for God, but he had to pay a huge price. And you even think of like Peter, the, the apostle Peter who walked and talked with Jesus and then had a tremendous failure just at the, at the hour that he needed to stand with Jesus. He had a huge failure in his life. But you know, God, imagine what he went through. Imagine the torment he went through denying Jesus and, and then getting revelation of what he had done. That would have been the key. And I... I, I I often think, you know, we could think that ourselves, you know, how we would feel if before we knew it we'd denied Jesus and then got revelation of what we'd done afterwards, how you would feel. And, um, but, you know, Jesus restored him, totally restored him, and he became a great apostle. He became a great apostle. He became a champion for God. But, you know, and, and then look at the life of Jesus, who's the great champion. You know, look at the, the, the dream, the desire, the, the will that God had for his life. But, man, what a price he paid. What a price he paid to now have, the, have the, uh, the biggest family on earth. You know, he, the Bible says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So, so even Jesus had to go, what, what a trial, what a storm Jesus went through. But, you know, he's the greatest champion of all. And you know what? God sees us as champions as well. We're all champions in God. If you belong to Jesus Christ tonight, you're a champion in him. You know, we're, we're, 
God has given us so much. We've, you know, we're full of the Holy Ghost. We're full of fire. The Bible says that in Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's every spiritual blessing. You want to read that and open up the words and it just, that's what it says. Every spiritual blessing, everything that God has for us uh, in the supernatural uh, realm is available to us. And, uh, you know, that's our right. As children of God, we have a right to take hold of the things for us. We have a right to, to go into the throne room of God and talk with Him. We have a right to go into the throne room of God and, and attain mercy and find grace in our time of need. It's a, we have a right to talk with God. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. God doesn't sleep. We can go to God any time. It's a right, as children of God, it's a right to come back and forth to God uh, whenever we want. But you know, everyone here will have dreams and desires and things they want to do. But who knows? Who knows? It doesn't always feel like that. You know, the Bible says we're champions. The Bible says we're full of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says we have every spiritual blessing, but there are times when it doesn't really feel like that. It's these times when you're, quite, you're down and you're going through all sorts of stuff. And, uh, but during that, we've got to keep focusing on the fact that God has got a plan and God is a Lord through the storm. I love that song, God is Lord through the storm. And so we need to keep our eyes always focused on what God has for us in the midst of our storm. In the midst of our storm. And tonight I'm just going to uh, share out of the story out of Luke when God said, let's cross over the other side. I'm just going to share some testimonies, some stories about storms I've gone through and, uh, and, and how I've pushed through and how I've got to where I've got. And uh, so if, you want to, if you've got your Bible, you'd like to turn to Luke 8, 22. And it says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as he sailed, they, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy and great danger. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing or we're dying. And then he arose and rebuked the wind and the roaring of the water and they ceased and there was a great calm. There was a great calm. You know, Jesus is wanting to take us beyond and further where we're at now. God, God is always wanting to take us beyond where we're at now. God hasn't saved us to leave us where we're at. That's not, that's not God's heart. God has taken us, wants to take us beyond where we're at. You know, God wants us to increase, not diminish. God wants to enlarge us. He doesn't want to shrink us. God wants to prosper us. He doesn't want us to struggle. God wants us to be in faith and not in unbelief. Uh, he wants us to be humble and not full of pride. He wants us to be successful and not a failure. I remember quite a few years ago I was getting some counselling by an overseas counsellor and she was an amazing woman. I think she was from Taiwan. And, uh, and she led you into encounters with God uh, through her counselling. And I remember at one stage and I was getting very, very vivid pictures of uh, walking down the beach with Jesus and him talking with me and, and restoring things of brokenness in, in, in my past. And she was encouraging me to talk to him and, and, and uh, he was reminding me of words that my father had spoken when I was young. And so I ended up saying to Jesus, it was kind of a silly thing, but I remember saying to him, do you want me to succeed? What seems a silly thing. And, and Jesus just laughed. He laughed, you know, and he said, I want all my children to succeed. I want all my children to succeed. 
And these are truths we need to get into our heart that God is for us, not against us. God is always for us. All those things, increase, enlarge, prosper, be in faith, be successful. That is God's heart for us. The Bible says he delights in the prosperity of his saints. And, uh, you know, I would never have imagined, never in a million years have imagined where I'd be now when I first got saved. I just would not have imagined that. God usually doesn't give you the whole picture because it's too scary. But, you know, I started off, uh, I was a, a, an orchard labourer, picking apples, pruning trees and thinning apples with no education, uh, as, you know, no other than performance school. And, uh, and, and over the last 19 years, God's led me then into orchard management and now into uh, production manager for, for a company that's going to grow and grow and grow. But I would never have realised that uh, at that time. But, you know, each succession of growth for me, and there's been three major ones, have all come with storms. They've all come with storms, and I'll share that. Even this last one that I've, uh, uh, that I've come into the job of production manager, at Christmas time I had huge turmoil uh, with my boss in my last employment, with my two bosses, huge turmoil. turmoil. Some things had gone wrong on the orchards. Some parts of it were, were my fault, other parts weren't. But what, but what happened was they went over the top. And I, I went through a hard time. I remember talking to Pastor Lynn about it, just a hard time with my bosses onto me and kind of attacking me. And it was just, it was just a horrible time. And in the end, I had to write, I, I sent an email to my boss and, I, and just apologising for anything I had done. And I said to him that, that I would guarantee this crop um, the crops on the orchard would be the best I could manage them. And, uh, and I've left now, but I've heard, I've talked to my boss and I've talked to other ones, that the orchards that I've had, the crops were so good that, and, and the payments were so good that the accountant said, if all the orchards were like that one, we'd only need half the amount of orchards. So God, God turned it around. But it was a huge storm I had to face, a huge storm around that Christmas period. But then... But I just, I, I handed it my heart right. I just purposed that I would, that I would walk through it and be honourable and handle it and then the breakthrough comes. And, and all the other succession of jobs I've had, there's been storms that have gone in it. But you know, the disciples were full of fear. Jesus, they'd forgotten that Jesus uh, was still Lord. They'd forgotten that Jesus was still Lord. They'd forgotten that Jesus had said, I'm taking you to the other side. And that's the, that's the key one. When Jesus says to us, hey, this is what I want for your life, I've got these things for your life, you've got to keep that as an anchor in your soul because they had forgotten that he'd said, we're going to the other side. That means they're going to get there. But they were full of fear, no faith, and thought they were going to die. And um, so we need to learn that. So why do storms come? Why do, well, I'm glad you asked. Why do storms come? Because <laughs> there is a purpose for everything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, where the, storms, where the storms are demonic, and they can be, where the storms are your own doing, or whether God's allowing the storms to come around your life. There's two main reasons why storms come that God will use to grow in your life. And the first one is that uh, storms will expose your heart. Storms will expose your heart character and, and, and they'll expose to you what uglies are still in your heart. Because for God to successively grow us and, and break us into new areas, these areas in your heart have to be dealt with. So it'll expose areas of pride, it'll expose areas of stubbornness, It'll expose areas of bitterness. It'll expose offences that we often don't even know are here, but God will use those things to expose it. And, uh, and, uh, and they're not very nice, but to get to where God's wanting you to get, 
he'll allow you to go through a storm. And I remember a long time ago, I went through a huge storm of bitterness and offence. And uh, a guy had promised me, he's left the church now, but this is a long time ago, a guy had promised that he would come around and spend New Year's Eve with us. And, and he never turned up. And I got so full of rejection that, it was unbel- that I, couldn't, I couldn't handle my emotions. And as the weeks went by, I thought I was dealing with it and I was getting tormented at work and, and it was like, oh, how could he have done that to me? Didn't, you know, didn't, you're amazing what your emotions can do. And God keeps, I keep hearing God's small voice saying, just go and talk to him. Just go and talk to him. But I didn't want to talk. And then after about two months, I thought, oh, well, I think I've dealt with it now. It's good. And then we, were, then we went out to a camp. So this must have been three months later out at a camp. And we were all praying. And this particular guy started praying out loud. He was a leader in the church. And I was fairly new Christian. And he started praying out loud. And as I heard his voice, I began to get angrier and angrier and angrier. Uh, to the point I was this close to going and smacking him. I was that fired up on the end. I said, like, it was just, just his voice and what he'd done to me, the hurt and the pain was so real that I just wanted him to stop talking. That's when I realised there was an issue. <laughs> That's when I realised there was a major issue. And, uh, and, and God reminded me again, you should have gone and spoken to him, you should have gone and spoken So I did. I went and I, I, I got him in church and I talked to him and I said, and his name was Dave, he's not here now. And I said, Dave, there's something I want to talk to you about. You know, a few months ago, you promised that you would come and spend New Year's Eve with us. You promised you'd come and you'd spend some time and I was really looking forward to that. And you never came. And, and he said, and I'm glad he said this because he was a leader, so he, he handled it really well and he said, he said, you know what, I do remember that. And he said, I'm really sorry about that. He said, God's speaking to me about keeping my word. So he said, I'm really, really sorry for, for, for doing that to you. He said, why don't we pray? And he prayed, we prayed together and the whole thing lifted. But I went through a, a huge storm for three months of torment because I didn't deal with it straight away. You know, and God had to show me how the offences, then bitterness, and then murder. I'm sure, murder, in the end, murder came. And uh, so, so um, we, need to, we need to be recognised why storms come. We really, really need to hear God's voice in the midst of the storm. What's happening? What am I thinking? God, what are you trying to do in my life? What, what issue, what area of my life are you trying to, to touch on, to grow me in, uh, for me to get to the other side? And you know, we, we became great friends after that. We've gone and stayed with him in Australia now. And he came over to Cambodia, did a trip for us over in Cambodia. But all that could have been sabotaged way early, way early because of offences that I held. So I've learned from that time never to hold offences like that because I know what they can do. Offences can destroy you. And the second reason storms will come is they come to test your faith. They come to test your faith. And in 1 Peter 1 verse 6 and 7, it says that we'll often go through different various trials and, and things like that, but it's there to prove your faith genuine. Because God wants to, he wants your faith, he wants your trust in him. And if he, if he feels he's a wavering or he, he wants to anchor you in or he, he sees that you know, the enemy might have a, have a foothold in your life because you're, you know, you're, you're starting to look out here, then he'll allow uh, storms to come in your life so that your faith can begin to anchor back into him and then he can pour favour over your life again. And I have another testimony of that. When uh, a long time ago, 
uh, I was in a job situation with a, with a friend of mine and this whole thing busted up, this whole job thing busted up and he, and he took off and he took all the work. He took all, we were contract watching and he took all the work and I was left with about a week's work and nothing else because he'd got round the boss and, and had done a dirty on me and organised all the work for himself. So I had about a week's work left and so I was just devastated and I would leave in the morning crying, I'd go to work, I'd be picking apples, whatever I was doing and I'd be upset and crying and, and then God spoke to me about, spoke to me that scripture just dropped one Peter into my heart and I read it and, and you know, joy came and, but anyway, a couple of days later, this friend of mine, barely a friend at that stage, came, came over to me and then, and then had the gall to offer me a job to work for him. So we'd been partners, we'd been working together, he'd stolen the work and then came and offered me a job with him and said he'd pay me this. And so I went home and got into prayer and pushed into prayer about it and, and God, as clear as anything, God spoke to me, don't do it, trust in me and I'll get you work. He said, and it's like God said, if you, if you go and work for him, then all your family and everyone, because they knew him very well, would just think that, well, God's nothing to do with this. You've just gone and worked with him and, and God hasn't done anything for you. And so I went to him the next day and I said, well, he asked me if I was going to take the job. I said, no. I said, God spoke to me and, and he said that he'll open something else. So he mocked me and laughed at me and said, oh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And, you know, within a couple of weeks, uh, God had opened up a job to me within a few months after that, led into managing an orchard. And ne- I'd never managed an orchard. I would never knew nothing about management. But just by making the right choice and trusting in God, uh, uh, he opened the doors. And I never knew what God was going to do, but just trusting in him. So sometimes you've just got to trust God. Sometimes you go through storms because God's wanting you to anchor into him. And even though it defies all kind of reasoning, it would have been easy for me just to have gone and worked for him. I only had a few days work left and I had nothing. It would have been easy for me just to have said, yeah, well, I'll come and work for you. I held on to God and I said no. And, and eventually God opened up those doors for me that led then to the next succession and then led to this succession. And, you know, someone gave me a prophecy right at that time and they said to me, I see, and they kind of knew the situation, they said, I see this friend of yours and he said, he, he's, the door's open, he's already walked through his door. But he said, for you, he said, I just see one thing leading to another thing leading to another thing and it's going to be endless. So he said, at the moment it looks like he's got the door and you've got something small but that will continue to grow and grow and that's exactly what's happened. And... Uh, in fact, the ironic thing was this friend of mine, because we've, we've, we've dealt with the past now, and he got born again about five years ago. Um, he's the one that rang me up and told me about this job that I got. He rang me up and said, I've got a job for you, it's in the paper. And you know what, when he said that, I knew it was my job because it was him that said it to me and because I knew the past, I knew what we'd gone through. And so, but we're good now. He's actually my brother-in-law. We're, <laughs> we're good now. So you see, God wants to grow our faith. He wants, to, he wants us anchored in him. God just delights it when, our, when we hold on to him and we trust him in every area. So the disciples had forgotten that Jesus had said, we're going to the other side. You know, when I went through my, the different storms, even though it was hard, I still knew, deep, deep down, I still knew God had something past the storm. That, that, that yes, this was a dark hollow zone, and I knew God was doing something. You know, you, you, most of the time, you don't exactly know what. 
So it's a kind of, you know, you're holding on by a strand of string on your faith. Just, just often it feels like that. You know, God feels nowhere. Um, but it's like you're just holding on. You know, when Jesus lays something in your heart, it will happen. God's given you promises. He's given you desires. He's given you different things in your life. It will happen. It will happen, but there's always a price to pay. There's always a storm to go through. And that's just, I've just mentioned some storms. There's storms all the time in different areas, you know. Family storms, church storms. Always different, always different storms. Some, some real big major storms. There's some real big major storms. And then there's just small storms that you've got to just deal with as you go. But you know, they're all for a purpose. I wonder if we could just have the musicians up. You know, in Philippians it says, we can be confident in this very thing that God who began a good work in us will complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to anchor ourselves on scriptures like that. So when we go through storms, when we go through hard times, we know that God, we can be confident in this very thing, that what God started in your life, he will complete it. It's just you've just got to go through these, these different things in your life so that you can carry what he's got for you. You know, when you read through the story in Luke, when they got to the other side, when they finally got to the other side, the disciples encountered a supernatural, had a supernatural encounter over there that defied anything they'd ever seen. We, you know, you had the, the, the tormented man in the tombs who had the legion of demons. I mean, that place was like the gateway of that region where, the, where, where Jesus hadn't gone before. And they went there and thousands of demons were, were delivered and that man got totally set free and they saw that and that man wanted to follow Jesus but Jesus said, go and tell everyone what, what I've done for you. So, so his name got spread, the gospel got spread in that region uh, um, and the disciples saw that. After that, when they, when, when they returned, uh, they saw a 12-year-old girl get raised from the dead. After that, they were all sent out two by two where they where they cast demons out and they healed people. So these are all the things that happened in concession after they went through that storm. They all came into a different encounter with God and supernatural encounter than they had before. And then there was the, the, uh, the, la- the lady with the issue of blood and then there was uh, the feeding of the 5,000. All the concession after that storm, they, they saw and witnessed those things. And so this is kind of key for us because you just don't know what God's got through that storm. You just don't know what God's got. When I was going through my storm around Christmas time, and it, it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice what I was going through. It was a shock because, because, it were, because a lot of it was unjust. There were some, there were some things there that, were, that, were, that I took ownership of, but there were other things that were unjust. And the other managers were, were backing me, and they were saying, this is just unfair. How could they be doing this to you? And, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But in the end, I purposed that I'd handle it right with my boss, and I did, and I saw him about four weeks ago at a cinema, and, he, and, and we, I left my watch, I left the, my job in really good terms, and he came up to me and he said, he said, Bryden, he said, whatever you want in your new job, whatever I can help you with, policies, uh, contracts, anything we can help you with, it's yours to come and take. And that's a huge for someone of his caliber. Um, you know, he's a $100 million business in this whole area. He runs a $100 million business in here in Auckland. And he's offered me anything I want to take, any, any IT stuff, computer stuff, to help me in my new job because my new job is basically building the base where these human resources things need. So that's the favour of God by, by handling it right, 
by handling through that storm. Now he's offered me whatever I want. You know, I don't know what storm you're facing here, but I, I, I would imagine these people here that are going through some storms, I've kind of going through some areas and, 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 and there's some character things coming up in their life or, or they're, they're feeling distant from God and God's wanting to, to draw them back in faith. You know, in a minute, I want to invite you to come up. We're going to have a time of ministry where we can minister into your needs and minister into areas where you know God's touching. But just before we do that, I just wonder if there's anyone here tonight and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Saviour. You've never received Jesus Christ as your Saviour. You're here. Maybe your friends bought you. Maybe you've heard about what Jesus did on the cross for you. Maybe you've heard... Uh, about salvation and what happens but you've never actually committed yourself to Jesus Christ or maybe you have a long time ago and you're wanting to and you're feeling actually you know what I want to come back to Jesus if that's you here tonight if there's anyone here tonight that wants to come to Jesus Christ and give their life to you just quickly raise your hand there's someone here tonight thank you Jesus you know the second thing I want to do now I want to invite people up. Why don't we just all stand, actually? You know, storms... Now, you know, storms aren't fun when you go through them. When you're in the middle of a storm, things can be clouded. There can be confusion. You can feel hopelessness. You can feel despair. You can feel rejection, injustice. All those kind of uh, areas in your emotions can be very, very strong. And it's all part of what God's wanting to do. He's wanting to heal you from that. He's wanting to set you free from that. He's wanting to bring ministry into your life that you can be set free from that. So I wonder if you're here tonight and you're going through a storm, you've got areas in your life that you know God's touching and that you're struggling with, I want to invite you to come up right now. I want, you, I want to invite you to come up. We've got a ministry team tonight. They're going to minister. Come. I know there's quite a few here tonight. There's just, there's just confusion. You just don't know what's happening. Come. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. What I want to do is I just want to pray first and then we'll just begin to minister. If there's anyone else, just please feel free to come up to the front. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just pray for everyone here tonight. Father, we just pray for those ones that have responded. Father, we just pray, Lord, through your word tonight you'll just bring clarity of what you're trying to do in their lives. Father, we just pray for each and every one of them, Lord. We just pray for healing. We just pray for deliverance. Lord, we pray for clarity of mind. Father, we just decree destiny over everyone here tonight. Father, we decree that they're champions in God, that the Lord is still Lord through the storm. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Just wonder if, we, if the uh, leaders can come up and minister.